Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Jeff Gottney, Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer at Rush University System for Health. Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Laura. How are you? Good, good. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to our conversation because I know things are moving so quickly in the healthcare space and Rush certainly is on the forefront of many different uh, trends and in, in, uh, technologies in healthcare. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, gosh, 38 years in the industry now. It, it makes me feel old just saying it out loud. Um, and uh, have had kind of an interesting career that brought me to Rush. I was uh, a partner with uh, Ernst & Young in their healthcare practice and a principal within Deloitte's healthcare practice. And in between then, I spent some time at Baylor and at Northwell Health in New York City, uh, responsible for IT operations. I uh, joined Rush just under two years ago now and uh, have really enjoyed um, being back in healthcare operations and, and Rush is a fantastic organization that really values IT services and, and uh, is investing in them as a key like uh, cornerstone of our strategy. Absolutely, and it's so helpful to have an organization that is supportive of the IT and digital health transition, that transformation, and really, like you said, making those investments in areas where it's needed most. So, you know, given where we're at today, obviously, a unique space in healthcare right now, um, what are some of the opportunities that you have your eye on, as well as headwinds that are really front of mind for you? Yeah, I think... um... The headwinds are so, you know, as a CIO, most of the time you you spend thinking about the headwinds. But I, I do think there are opportunities. I think, you know, one of the uh, one of the outcomes of the past few years is that uh, all of us uh, across the United States just became a lot better and a lot more facile users of technology and our expectations of what we're able to accomplish asynchronously and what our expectations are around uh, the quality of service um, and how we access that service have, has really changed uh, over the last few years. And healthcare, I think, is scrambling to sort that out um, and figure out how to apply it. So we're seeing, you know, opportunities to expand our service areas and the services we provide as a healthcare system without the big bricks and mortar capital expenditures that might normally have been required. So, you know, whether it's virtual urgent care or virtual primary care or concierge care or other kinds of ways of providing services uh, without having to build, you know, or, or buy um, businesses in, in new areas and extend our footprint that way. So I think there's, there's great opportunities to do that. There's also opportunities for us to look at how we utilize space and services and, you know, really leverage um, technology to, to widen the aperture of what, uh, of how we use that space and the talent that we can um, bring to bear. So uh, as we sit today, over the last um, two years, we've expanded our team. We've probably grown from about 320 people to just about 600 
and I'd say 25% of that workforce now are fully remote employees, including one of my AVPs. Um, you know, that we have kind of gotten much, much better at, at expanding that. And that's really an opportunity, right? Um, headwinds are availability of talent. And for sure, that's the number one limiting factor for us. Tech technologies are there. Um, we're fortunate enough at, at Rush, uh, as I said before, you know, it's a, IT's a, a priority for Rush um, to have the available capital to spend. And, uh, and I think the foresight, you know, to invest wisely in, in solid platforms. Um, but talent is really what drives all of it. And that's where we've had to um, come, become pretty creative in how we both do recruiting, how we manage employee engagement, um, how we connect people to work collaboratively when very few of us are in the same space and in some cases may never be in the same space. Um, except for, you know, a few days a year. Absolutely. And I think that's a really great point. I know a lot of organizations are facing similar challenges with trying to, you know, fill their talent pipelines and pools with the right types of skill sets that they need in order to bring a lot of the digital platforms and capabilities to life. What are you doing at Rush that really is kind of has worked well in terms of being able to identify the talent and then uh, bringing them in because I know, especially on the technology side, you know, people with the, that skill sets are wanted across industries and you can pull from many different opportunities. And so when you look at, you know, what's differentiating healthcare from any other industry um, for those individuals, you know, how do you really bring them in the door and, and get them to a place where um, they really appreciate what you're doing at Rush and are committed to the overall organizational mission? Yeah, you, you you just summed up the number one challenge that I think we have as a management team, which is to say, I, we've we've done a lot of work and invested pretty heavily in our recruiting, and we have good partners that help us. We have our own specialists, and we've gotten very good at filling the funnel with really highly qualified candidates. And I'll be honest, it doesn't hurt that you know in some other industries we're seeing more contraction now, and there's more talent available than there was even a year ago um, to choose from. Um, the hard part is retaining. And our, our retention numbers have been very good, but we, we fret about them all the time. And it's just what you said, which is how do you get somebody who lives in another part of the country who maybe has only visited Chicago a handful of times to understand what Russia is about? Well, Russia is a really unique organization. During um, the COVID crisis, even though we're probably the fourth largest health system in the city, we treated more COVID patients than any other health system in the city. Um, we, our founding uh, father, Benjamin Rush, Rush actually started before the city of Chicago was even incorporated. So there's, uh, you know, a lot of history and um, we're blessed to have a, a medical staff and clinician group that are, you know, nationally and internationally recognized for for exceeding quality. Um, but, you know, how, how do you impart all of that to somebody who is sitting at their kitchen table in North Carolina as your, you know, Salesforce uh, administrator? How do I make them understand how important Rush is to Chicagoland and how what we do is different than what they might do if they were working at a bank or working in a consumer products industry or even at another, at another health system? And so that's something we ask ourselves all the time. We have um, 
a, a good number of virtual employee engagement events. We invest pretty heavily in our uh, managers and our manager infrastructure. I'd say we've probably doubled the number of managers we have um, over the past year to ensure that each manager was able to spend more time with their employees uh, and be more connected to them. Um, we have two pretty significant in-person employee events that we hold each year and we um, pay for our remote employees to come and travel to be on campus and be part of those so that they can connect. Um, but quite honestly, we're, we're trying a little bit of everything because uh, I think that's really the key. It's not just building this great team, but how do you keep them together and keep them high functioning and connected to one another? Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And sounds like, you know, out of all your different strategies, certainly, you know, the teammates can can find something that is attractive to them and, and really speaks to them and in, in what is meaningful um, about what you're doing at Rush. So that is amazing that you've gotten so many different ways to connect and uh, really, you know, spread the mission. Now, I know technology now touches every department of hospitals and health systems from the clinical care to the financial side to administrative to really anything that goes on in the health system is supported in one way, shape, or form, it seems like, by technology. So what does that mean for you as, as the CIO, and in, in how do you add value when you've got so much going on across the entire system? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the challenges for us is to be engaged as early as possible, where we're, we are able to add value and be part of the strategy. In some cases, you know, offering ways that the technology can either cut a corner in how long it takes us to deploy a new service, or can offer even a new way of accessing a service that we already have. Um, I, I, I think probably the area we're the most focused on right now is how do we provide a more personalized experience for our patients and remove as much friction as we can from the health system. And that means looking everywhere from how do we use robotic process automation to simplify backend processes to how do we improve relationships and connections with our payer partners so it's easier for a patient to navigate and understand what their responsibility will be at the end of the service to improving the way that they access care, how they schedule a visit, how they change a schedule if they need to. Um, all of that is kind of the areas where I think um, digital technology and the work that we do can add a lot of value to the organization. Um, and, and, you know, and then this may sound a little Pollyanna, but also kind of remove a little suffering, right? There's nothing worse than when you think something's wrong with you and you can't get in to see a doctor that you really want to, to see a particular specialist who has that expertise and you're worried and you're concerned and now you're having to deal with a lot of red tape. So every little bit that we do that kind of makes that simpler and makes it a less of a burden on the patient as well as on the provider, you know, that wants to see that patient, um, I think also kind of makes the organization better and makes kind of uh, the whole Chicagoland area a little better. Like I said, I know that sounds a little Pollyanna, but I really do believe that, and my team does too, that that's really what we're here to do. I love it. I think that's so important, and, and really for everybody in the day-to-day -day to think through how they have that type of impact, because I know it can be easy to get lost in the weeds or the details of what's happening on any given day, but to really bring it back to that mission and, and vision and how you're making a difference in people's lives on a daily basis is so powerful. 
Now, given what we've talked about and some of the the challenges, I, I know that uh, Rush, as you mentioned, is still very supportive of investing in technologies and um, digital platforms. So where do you see some of those investments going this year? What is uh, still meaningful and important to do even heading into some challenging times? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I could say the obvious things, which are, you know, cybersecurity and we need all the we always prioritize those investments. Um, but I think the one that we're very focused on this year is trying to mobilize our the information that we know about the community and about our customers. So we're, we're a fully integrated academic um, health system. So we have community hospitals, we have physician practices, but we also have a university that has four schools associated with it. And then we have a large academic health system at the center. So we know people as faculty members, we know them as students, we know them as applicants, we know them as patients, we know them as people who participate in our community outreach or our charitable activities. Um, and so we have all these different people that we know, but all of that information is in puddles around the health system, if you will, that don't really connect. And we're, go we're operating on the premise and making a lot of investments this year towards if we connect those puddles, we'll understand the, the people who are our, our customers much better and be able to provide a better experience for them, anticipate what might be helpful to them as they navigate you know, their health journey, um, and be able to align our services to what they need. So that's a, a major area of investment for us this year. We have a number of partners that we're going to work closely with to make that happen. And that's um, a number one goal for me this year, other than, like I said, cyber keeping you know the lights on, all of those things are also very important. Absolutely. Um, certainly, you know, I, I love hearing that patient experience and the focus on, you know, anticipating what they'll need and, and be able, able to streamline that experience. It seems so valuable. Um, from your perspective as the CIO overseeing all of that, um, how, what, like, what goes into just getting that done? Is it one big platform you're working on? Is it several little things, little projects that you're doing and overseeing with your teams? Um, how do you really think about that and the strategy around patient engagement and in, in the patient experience? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, you have to deal with it very holistically and look at the whole problem. So it's not enough to just deal with the consumer's experience. If I create a great experience and make it very easy for a patient to schedule a visit, but I don't solve problems in OR throughput. So there's no OR time. When they want to have a surgery, they're still having to wait three months. All I've done is bring a customer to a frustrating experience. So I've also got to solve that OR problem. And if there's a billing issue that inhibits that or makes it even more difficult or a supply chain issue where the reason why there's no OR time is because of holdups in getting sterile trays put together or delivered or what have you, then I still caught, um, still have not created the experience that I want. So I really have to kind of look at the whole chain and solve almost all at the same time. And that's challenging. It's a bit of a high wire act. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. What I like about it though, is that it engages my whole team. So instead of like one group is working on stuff that, you know, drives growth, and everyone else is keeping the lights on, the whole team's engaged in order for us to really deliver on and, and uh, make happen what we want to. Uh, 
I think in the past, we, like many other health systems, you know, kind of went after an, an application, a mobile app or something else that looked kind of cool. Um, and thought by buying it, we might solve a problem. But the, the fact is that's, that's the tip of the tip of the iceberg, right? As you go down and you say, okay, I want to make the scheduling process more effective. Well, that means working with the practices to open up scheduling. It means understanding what information and what decision trees have to be in place for that to happen. It means making sure that we're collecting all the correct demographics and that that data is available at the right place. And it means creating a, a mobile app that's that's you know easy for um, customers to use. The one thing I would say is you know you can't do anything like that. You can't build an ecosystem like that by yourself. And so we have you know a few trusted vendor partners and some professional services partners that are hugely helpful to us in making this stuff happen um, because we have an appetite for it and we have an appetite to go fast. Um, those partners. Uh, share in our vision of what the experience can be. And part of our job is sort of operating as orchestra leaders to make sure that each of them are staying in their lane first off and delivering and coordinating with one another so that uh, so that we get to the place that we all want to get to at the end. Absolutely. I love that. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, certainly don't want to be creating more problems by solving one. So it it, it makes a lot of right. sense and it's a great way to think about it. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I just have one more question. Thinking into the future, where do you see some of the best opportunities for growth and development for yourself as CIO, as well as the teams that you work with? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, the, the again, after 30 plus years in the industry, I'd always like to say that the pace of change, you know, continues, but it, it seems to finally be accelerating in a way that um, that means the opportunities are just exploding for us. I, I feel like there's been this drive over the last 10 years in particular where IT was a service to IT being at the center of just about everything that we do. And I, I think that other industries experienced that faster than we did. I think that the pandemic and the and the need to shift some services to virtual and other settings just accelerated that for us in healthcare. So I think that opens up all kinds of opportunities for us to grow, um, for me to grow as a you know as a, a person who's helping drive process change and helping to set the table for transforming how we deliver care. Um, and to have, you know, some pretty interesting conversations. I, I tell you one that we've teed up right now, right? So I'm sure most of my CIO colleagues are all trying to sort out AI and chat GBT and the other kinds of technologies that are, have, you know, become consumer technologies seemingly overnight. Um, just about every single vendor that we do business with wants to add now an AI module to their software. And, there's a lot of questions, everything from uh, medical ethic, ethic questions, ethical questions to finance, to support, to what our role is in content um, management and, and the like. And so I see that that area exploding with um, with opportunity for growth and, and also potential for danger if it's not managed and overseen properly. So. 
that's the next big vanguard area for us, I think, will be sorting out how to use those tools, but use them in a way that's safe and useful and additive to what our clinicians provide um, and making sure that it's clear to the customer, you know, when you're talking to a human being and when you're talking to a virtual agent, because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to use that tech just for, for fun, but it is pretty hard to tell. Um, you know, at, at times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it can throw you for a loop pretty quickly. I know we've used it in uh, some limited capacities just to play around and see what's possible. And especially in the media space, you know, um, definitely the the old adage of trust but verify for anything that comes in the door. Um, so it definitely <laughs> is something that's very, very uh, top of mind for us across the board. Well, I, you know, I think the interesting thing about it too is it can also, like, when I think about all the content that we have on our website, it's, you know, not the biggest website in the world, but there's a lot of content up there. There's a lot of really valuable information. But if somebody's searching, they're only ever seeing, you know, what the most popular hits are. If we were able to, and we are with something like chat, um, leverage all of that content, it becomes a much richer experience. And it, and it makes the content in a way where we're not just, like, giving you a list of websites to pick from pages on our website to pick from, but we're actually putting it in a conversational way that makes it much easier for you to consume. It's, it's got the potential to make it just a much richer experience and more valuable experience um, to a patient who's seeking information or, or even an employee who's trying to figure out what the parking rates are at one of our facilities, you know, in another part of the organization. It just, um, has huge potential. Um, but, you know, again, there's also the concern. Now you've got to be even more concerned with the quality of the content and the timeliness of uh, updates to that content. So anyway, I'm, I'm prattling on, I apologize, but it's uh, it's an area of, of growth and a lot of excitement for us in, in what it can be. Absolutely agreed. And, you know, I'm excited that we'll have the opportunity to continue this conversation at the Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event here in Chicago. Um, I know you'll be speaking on a panel as well as giving a presentation and really looking forward to your perspective on all of these things. And it'll be interesting to see where we're at with AI, chat, GPT, and more at that point, too. I agree. Very much looking forward to the conference. Had an opportunity last year to attend, found it to be, you know, very valuable networking event, but also a great deal of content that uh, I took away, uh, which my team didn't particularly like because they came back with a list of about 15 things I wanted us <laughs> to do that I'd learned at the conference. So, <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hopefully, you know, this year they'll be excited because it'll be so much fun to, you know, implement those new ideas and really make the organization better. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.